Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 730. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen. And here are some of the headlines that we're following from the corporate world Deutsche Bank says the industry's revenue will decline this year. Clients are considering pulling back from trading some fixed-income securities. They're refraining from doing deals. Deutsche cutting its bonus pool by 11%, rising legal expenses, hurting earnings last year. Uh, meanwhile, people with knowledge of the matter say Deutsche is in talks with J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, and Citigroup to sell the last batches of about $1.1 trillion in complex financial instruments. Deutsche shares up 4.5% this morning in European trading, maybe still more of the Draghi hangover. Intercontinental Exchange has decided it would keep the London Stock Exchange's group's namesake equity market if it successfully buys the parent company, that according to people familiar with the matter. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, thank you very much. There were no personal attacks during last night's Republican presidential debate. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio have managed to be on the offensive against Donald Trump during the debate on CNN. One issue that divided them was Trump's comment that Islam hates the West. Marco Rubio pointed out that Muslims are among the veterans laid to rest at Arlington National Cemetery. On Social Security, Ohio Governor John Kasich says he has a simple solution for dealing with an inevitable shortfall. If you've had wealth throughout your lifetime, when the time comes for you to be on Social Security, you'll still get it. It will just simply be less. And for those people who depend on that Social Security, they'll get their full benefit. Meanwhile, Donald Trump says he picked up the endorsement of former rival Ben Carson. U.N. experts say the Islamic State group is expanding in Libya. According to a U.N. report, the political and security vacuum in Libya is being exploited by the Islamic State. Mourners will give their final goodbye to former First Lady Nancy Reagan. Her funeral will take place today at the Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. John Stashauer. All right, Mike, it's March Madness, conference tournaments all over the country. There's even going to be a conference tourney in the Ivy League starting next year for the first time. Big East at the Garden, Seton Hall played the finale of the quartet of games in advance past Creighton, 81-73. Isaiah Whitehead, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and the Pirates will play Xavier tonight. Atlantic 10 at the Barclays Center, Fordham played the opener and lost to Richmond, 70 to 55. After going 7 and 25, 1 and 18 in the Big Ten, Rutgers has fired Eddie Jordan after three seasons as coach. Hockey in San Jose. Keith Kincaid stopped all 30 shots. Devils over the Sharks 3-0. Jets still don't know who their quarterback will be. Ryan Fitzpatrick's an unsigned free agent. Indications the Jets are looking elsewhere. Perhaps a trade for Colin Kaepernick, who wants out in San Francisco. The Jets' running back situation is settled. They added Matt Forte from Chicago and then Kyrie Robinson from New Orleans, and they re-signed Bilal Powell. Giants had another defensive player, linebacker Keenan Robinson, who was in Washington Giants. have added four defensive players after having the NFL's worst defense last season. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashel. Thank you, John. We're keeping an eye on oil prices this morning. The International Energy Agency saying we may have seen a floor 
And we're certainly off the lows in the 20s that we saw in February. Brent crude now approaching $41 a barrel, 40.63, up 1.5%. West Texas is up 2% on the day. It's at 38.59, and that's giving a lift to equities. We'll continue to follow those developments. Maybe it's a little bit of Draghi as well here on Bloomberg Surveillance. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Good morning, NTGIF. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. As I mentioned, we're watching uh, Green Day on the screens. The stock 600 is up by 8 points, 2.3%. The S&P mini futures are up 19 points. That's a percentage point higher. And Dowie minis are up 149, 9 tenths, both of those gaining altitude as uh, the morning goes on. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Thanks and good morning, Michael. Coming up on 735 on Wall Street, and here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. As federal prosecutors battle with the tech industry, President Barack Obama plans to attend a major tech conference today, the South by Southwest Interactive Festival in Austin, Texas. The White House says he plans to ask the creative types in attendance to help solve problems, like getting more people to participate in the political process and countering the effects of climate change. He also wants to talk about how the administration is using technology to help make people's lives better, including by overhauling the government's online processing, simple federal application forms and increasing access to government data. If you're following the legal battle between Apple and the FBI over the government's demand for Apple's help cracking a terrorist iPhone, mark your calendar. A hearing on the government's motion to compel is now less than two weeks away. It's been scheduled for March 22nd. And proposals requiring banks to report any cybersecurity incident that's had a significant impact on their systems will likely be diluted in a final European Union rule due in June, according to Bloomberg Intelligence. In addition, fines might only be imposed when it can be proven that the failure to maintain robust systems and controls was intentional or due to gross negligence. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael, Tom. Thank you very much, Bob Moon. Uh, Tom, I had a brilliant idea for, um, we were talking about uh, with Larry Lindsay, all the, the, the tremendous ignorance of the presidential candidates about uh, economics, markets, and finance. They should listen to, we, get, we invite them to listen to Bloomberg Surveillance every day. All across America, we're available as they travel around to campaign. Um, Sirius XM Channel 119, and of course, our stations in San Francisco, Boston, Washington, and New York. They could, absolutely. Um, I, I like that idea. Every once in a while, a piece of research parachutes in, and you say, say what? She's out of Albany, in Chicago. Her name is Jill Maslinski, never been on the show. And we drag her on now because her degrees in astronomy and physics from Chicago. That's pretty cool. Jill, good morning. Good morning. What is Advisor Perspectives? Help us out with what your organization is. Uh, Advisor Perspectives is a newsletter and website for financial advisors and wealth managers. Um, it's basically actionable advice. Yeah, it's actionable advice and also brilliant research where you took the stuff that Mike McKee reads every night before he goes to sleep if the Broncos aren't playing. And the bottom line is you looked at part-time and full-time dynamics in America. I thought your study was absolutely brilliant. What we hear in our mail is it's part-time America. Is that true? 
Well, um, in a way, yes. Uh, since the recession, it's definitely – well, during the recession, it went up. Part-timers obviously were right. increasing. Um, but since the recession, we, we've seen a gradual decline in, in the number of part-timers, but it's still not at pre-recession levels. Why isn't it matched to the unemployment rate? The unemployment rate is pretty cool, but you make clear we're nowhere near back to where we were pre-crisis, are we? Uh, no, we're not. And I, I think that has a lot to do with just the way our uh, economy has moved from a goods producing uh, to services. And that kind of plays more into the, the part-timers um, in, in a way. Well, how much of this is uh, was, was just simply the depth of the Great Recession? Well, it's it's interesting because the recessions have actually had a substantial impact on the part-timers, um, especially this last one. Uh, when you look at the trends, you can see that they, uh, the recession has really, uh, caused, caused us to not get back to the growth that we were at before. Now, how quickly are we, uh, well, let me put it this way. Uh, your work assumes that we're going to continue uh, along this same path and that the lines of uh, part-time and full-time will cross. Uh, how quickly are we going to get there and what threat is there that maybe we don't? Well, the, the biggest growth clearly is a, a cyclical downturn. Um, we we really need to maintain the growth that we're seeing in order to continue and to get back to pre-recession levels. Um, yeah. But we really need to avoid the cyclical downturn in order to continue any kind of growth. Um, if we do have a recession again, then it'll erase everything that that we've we've done so far. The heart of the matter, and the basic. Heart of the matter to me is the desire to get back to a run rate of 3% GDP, and we can argue about plus or minus this or that. Jill Malinsky, as we know, we haven't seen that. Are you modeling in your work every day the idea that we'll never get back there, or is there a new level that you're studying every day that's sub 2.8, sub 2.4% real GDP? Well, the data that we're looking at is showing us that we, we're just in a in a uncharted territory, essentially. So, uh, you know, this low trend growth is doesn't seem to be going away. So, we're just looking at it as if it's going to be a continual thing. Uh, I mean, everyone hopes that at some point we can get back to the three percent, but it's not looking like it's going to happen okay. anytime soon. Congratulations on a fabulous piece of work, Jill Maslinski, um, out of Chicago, and uh, with a, just a terrific essay. You can see that. At Advisor Perspectives, uh, she calls it financial sense, and it's just a cogent feel on the dynamics of part-time and full-time America. The answer's better, but not good enough, is the summary of that report. Futures Up 18 from New York City. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. We're counting down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee. The most awarded SUV ever, the Grand Cherokee, continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.